Welcome to Easy, Easy Bake Takes. Takes, the podcast where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley. And today, our theme was, what was it, terrible movies or, or guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasure movies. Guilty pleasure movies. As in like, you know, it's a bad movie. It's just generally a bad movie, but you love watching it. Because it's so stupid and terrible. I chose The Happening. Came out in 2008 by M. Night Shyamalan. I do want to preface first before we start. This movie does talk about sensitive issues. This is just a warning for anyone who that might concern. Yeah, specifically suicide. Like throughout the movie. It's like the plot. It's the plot. But to keep going, it's rated R. It's M. Night's first rated R movie. It's an hour and 31 minutes, which is... Thank God. It Thank God, but also it still feels too long. <laughs> it does. Mm-hmm. I was on the last 15. I won't, I won't get too far into it, but I was like, what else could happen? It drags. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to specify, too, that on Rotten Tomatoes, it got 17% from critics and 24% from audiences. So this movie was not rated well at all. I wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> it's... Yes. No, no. It, it makes sense. I'm going to go ahead and read the plot. In New York City's Central Park, people began committing mass suicide. The event is believed to be caused by a bioterrorist attack using an airborne neurotoxin. The behavior quickly spreads across the northeastern United States. High school science teacher Elliot Moore and his wife Alma are convinced by Elliot's mathematician colleague Julian to accompany him and his daughter Jess on a train out of Philadelphia. During the trip, the group learns that Boston and Philadelphia have been affected. The train loses all radio contact and stops all at a small town. When Julian learns that his wife has left Boston for Princeton, he decides to go look for her and entrust Jess to the Moors. However, Julian arrives to find Princeton has been affected and he commits suicide by slitting his wrist. Elliot, Alma, and Jess hitch a ride with a nurseryman and his wife. The nurseryman theorizes that plant life has developed a defense mechanism against humans consisting of an airborne toxin that stimulates neurotransmitters and causes humans to kill themselves. The group is later joined by other survivors coming from various directions, and the small crowd chooses to avoid roads and populated areas. When the larger part of the group is affected by the toxin, Elliot suggests the nurseryman was right and that the plants are targeting only large groups of people. He splits their group into smaller pockets and they walk along. The trio ends up with a pair of teenage boys, Josh and Jared, who are later shot and killed by the armed residents of a barricaded house. Elliot and Alma and Jess wander through the countryside and come upon the home of Miss Jones, an eccentric and paranoid elder. Jones initially agrees to house the group for the night, but is suspicious of them having bad intentions. The next morning, she decides to expel them. In a fury, she leaves the house alone and is affected by the toxin. The shaken Elliot realizes that the plants are now targeting individuals. Left with no option, when Miss Jones strikes her head into several windows, the trio chooses to die and embraces in the yard only to find themselves unaffected by the toxin. The outbreak has abated as quickly as it began. Three months later, Elliot and Alma have adjusted to their new life with Jess as their adopted daughter. Alma learns she is pregnant and surprises Elliot with the news. On television, the expert compares the natural event to a red tide and warns that the epidemic may have only been a harbinger of an impending global disaster. In Paris Tuileries Gardens, people began committing mass suicide. That's where the movie ends. This was written, directed, and produced all by M. Night Shyamalan. And I also wanted to include the tagline, which I thought I loved. And the tagline is, we've sensed it. We've seen the signs. <gasps> now it's happening. And if you don't know, <laughs> we sensed this from the sixth sense. And we've seen the signs is from the movie Signs. <laughs> we walked the village. <laughs> oh, I wish. 
we stewarded our littles. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot. That's fantastic. Oh my god. But <laughs> <laughs> here's the cast. Unfortunately, Mark, Wal Mark Wahlberg is in this movie. He plays the main character, Elliot Moore. Zoe Deschanel plays Alma. John Leguizamo plays Julian. I like him a lot. I love him. Ashlyn Sanchez, she plays the little girl. And funny enough, she has not appeared in any other thing other than this. I don't know if it's... This was her peak. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. She probably just didn't want to... Didn't want to act and this was yeah that's what i'm assuming or that that the movie bombed so bad she was so embarrassed <laughs> just ruined her she was so embarrassed she was like no never again <laughs> betty buckley plays mrs jones spencer breslin plays josh robert bailey jr plays jared frank collison plays the nursery owner and i clue this guy do you watch succession I haven't. Oh my god. Okay, so Jeremy Strong, he's one of the main characters of that show. He's probably one of the most talented actors on TV right now. He's amazing. He plays the private in the movie. Yeah. Yes. And oh, I forgot. And I didn't realize this until afterwards when I realized the principal plays another character on that show, Succession. He plays his brother, Connor, and I don't know his name. Let me look him up real quick. Alan ruck he plays the principal like a split second okay but it's just really funny that they're both in it and they're both in that show yeah i love that m night Shyamalan still found a way to work himself into this one too i i actually don't know where he is in this movie it said he was a voice yeah because i missed him in this movie i don't think you see his face it said on there on the cast that he voiced somebody someone named joey yeah i don't remember i do not either so I have some trivia. So Mark Wahlberg admitted that he regrets working on this movie, but said, you can't blame me for wanting to try to play a science teacher. At least I wasn't playing a cop or a crook. Fair enough. Fair enough. The movie was shot completely in sequence. And I thought that was interesting because like you have your thoughts on that. Well, it's it's such an inefficient way to film a movie. Yeah. The worst movies are shot in sequence. You think people would learn. <laughs> you think. It doesn't make any sense. Mark Wahlberg's line, be scientific douchebag, was improvised, which, big <laughs> surprise. Days before the first few reviews for the film came, like, online, M. Night Shyamalan told the New York Daily News, we're making an excellent B-movie. That's our goal. Oh, he knew. He was trying to pat it. That's a smart move, though. Be like, oh, you can call it a B-movie all you want. I'm agreeing with you. I, I, don't, I don't think it's even good enough for a B-movie. Uh, no. M. Night Shyamalan's first rated R film, which I found... Kind of surprising, because just knowing what he made before, I would have thought one or two would be rated R. I would have thought The Sixth Sense was rated R. I would too. Amy Adams was considered to play Alma, but declined. I would have loved seeing her in this, but I'm so glad she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> one that I forgot to put on here, but I remember the little girl in the movie wears a Avatar Last Airbender backpack, and then his next movie that he made was Avatar Last Airbender. Which was also bad. It also very bad. <laughs> Not good, but I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> That's cute. There's a big goof in this movie that I just kind of love. 58 minutes in, they go up to this house. They're trying to get in to get food. The man inside refuses to let Ellie and his companions into the house because he does not want to let the poisonous gas inside. However, all the house's windows are open. Yeah, and he opened the door. And he opened the door too. Board the windows up, but don't close them. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> let that terrible gas in. <laughs> but okay, tell me your thoughts. First and foremost, I just wanted to say that I've never been so confused and entertained by a movie. Mm -hmm. I had to do this twice. I had to look up twice that this movie wasn't supposed to be a comedy. 
Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anyone's name for most of the movie. Yeah. I just kept writing in my notes like Mark Wahlberg or Zoe Deschanel (laughs) or Abigail Breslin's brother. (laughs) I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's her brother. And he's also the little boy from the Cat in the Hat movie. (gasps) Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote this in all caps because I was in the middle of writing like, oh, the kids in this movie are so great. Um, I love those two boys. They're so funny. And then right <laughs> when I was typing that, he gets shot. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way Mark Wahlberg is not going to save this kid. <laughs> and I wrote in all caps, why did they have to get shot? What the fuck is happening? They don't even die from the main thread. It's the people. They get shot. Very ap- apocalyptic, you know, scenario going on. <laughs> The, the very first note I wrote, that construction worker at the beginning, he was giving it everything. Mm-hmm. Like he was acting. He was dedicated. <laughs> and then immediately after, it cuts to Marky Mark going, so scary, huh? It's so scary, huh? <laughs> and then him basically saying to a child, yes, your face looks good now, but at least you could learn science so you have something for the future. And then being like, just kidding, bud. Just wanted you to participate in class. <laughs> like you're cute now you'll be ugly in a few years like there's no way mark Wahlberg would be allowed in a classroom (laughs) i could say that shit to him all those kids would be reporting him oh my god also when the vice principal walks in and he's like ah turn the lights out you're gonna get fired (laughs) i came in here to fire you (laughs) That's what it seemed like. Yeah, right? Mark Wahlberg and also Zoe Deschanel. Neither of them really seem like they know what movie they're in. When Mark Wahlberg's character is talking, (laughs) it never seems like he's talking to anybody. It just seems like he's talking to himself and someone happens to be listening. Like every line he delivers, that's what it sounds like. Oh, you're here. I guess you can hear this. And then I also wanted to say that I do agree. Hot dogs do get a bad rap. And they do have a cool shape. They do. And then if I was having like a panic attack or like something, I was like freaking out over something and somebody gave me a math riddle, I would hit them. Because that's not going to help whatsoever. Him going, you want to hear another one? And then just the juxtaposition of the car crashing into the tree like immediately after that. Same. Same. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) It absolutely killed me when uh, Zoe Deschanel and Jess leave the room and he turns to the tree and goes, puts his hand on this chest and goes, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to hurt you. (laughs) He's like, my name's Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that it's fake. It's a fake tree. It's plastic. (laughs) It seems like that where I'm like, this was intentionally made to laugh. That was the second time I looked up, is this a comedy? Is this a comedy? Because, <laughs> oh my god. Because like after that, then they go to the boarded up house, he just starts singing. And I was like, why is he singing? <laughs> and well, my favorite part is he goes, he goes, we're perfectly normal. And he sings and he goes, see, we're perfectly sane. I'm like, that is the exact opposite of what I would think. <laughs> if Mark Wahlberg was at my door, he just starts singing. I'd be like, do not let that man in. <laughs> he is sick. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Most of my notes were about him. Yeah. (laughs) He is so unconvincing when this old woman's like, you were planning to kill me. You were planning to rob me. No, we weren't. What? No. He sounds like he was. (laughs) What? He literally goes, what? Like that. (laughs) What? I wasn't gonna kill you. (laughs) I was gonna let the plants do it. (laughs) It's so bad. Is this when directing really comes in? Is this when it's the... Is it... 
I think the writing and directing's fault because like I've seen him be decent. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the last note I have, I just wrote, I can't believe this wasn't like a TV movie or like direct to DVD movie and that it actually made money at the box office. Oh, so it wasn't a bomb financially. No. Oh. No, just with the reviews. Oh my God. Because I saw so many times it bombed. Not financially though. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? That's crazy. But this was back in the time where like he, people were still trusting him about movies. Like they were like, oh, yeah, maybe he's back on track. You know, I feel like every time he comes out with a new movie, everyone thinks that. Mm-hmm. I think Split did well. The Visit did fine, I think. Yeah. Critically, too, like it wasn't his worst. He came out out of the gate so fast with like The Sixth Sense, you know, like that was like such a such a good movie mm-hmm. that it's like, I don't think any of his movies, and I know you like Signs. I like a lot of his movies. <laughs> I, I just don't think a lot of them have been able to top to top Signs. He peaked not at signs. Sixth Sense. Not Signs, sorry. No, I'm not a supporter of Signs. <gasps> we know this. We watched that movie together. You know this. You know I don't like Signs. I thought you... No, I think it's stupid that they would come to a planet that's 70% water. We've had this argument before, okay? Yeah. I've had many arguments with you. Why would men go to the moon where there's not even air? They have a suit for it, but like... Uh, uh, okay, uh, aliens can walk around. They're fine. Your one weakness is water. Why don't you go to a planet somewhere else? They're... They explain it in the movie. Oh, they, the little girl had cups of water. Now the aliens can't get them. They explain it in the movie. Mm-mm. More than likely, the aliens <laughs> use all the resources on their planet. So they are, they're desperate to find resources mm-hmm. on another planet. And it just so happens to be Earth. And they can't control if there's water on there or not. That's fine. Because we go to space where there's not even air. There's no food. No. There's nothing. It, I'm sorry. I just that still that doesn't make it make more sense to me. I'm sorry. Yes, it, okay, then you're just being stubborn and um trying no. I I think that's the, I, I think just, you're you have dumb just, views. I, I also just don't like it. That's fine, but don't argue with logic <laughs> about it cuz we go to we go hours in our space with no air and we're thinking about building I don't uh, want to go but, outer, to outer space. But that's what I didn't we say do. Humans were smart. I didn't that's say humans we were making good choices. I just thought the aliens were better than that. They're desperate for resources, <laughs> and planet Earth is what they have to do. And guess what? They can walk around when it's not raining, and that's okay. I'm so I'm on a dead right now. <laughs> I could tell, mm-hmm. and we were struggling to find movies we don't agree on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were oh yeah do you like the village i can't remember if you like the village or not i love the village okay there i you love go. the village i love the village i don't enjoy science i also just don't like sci-fi alien stuff that much okay yet i thought close encounters of the third kind was good and you did not so okay so we have some differences on some sci-fi movies yeah. okay yeah i know we always give about the same rating on everything mm-hmm. <laughs> But we don't agree on everything. We do signs where it's, it's going to oh, explode. <laughs> well, last last week, getting into the fucking Blair Witch. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So we do have a we have a nice list going here of some movies that we don't agree with. Also, recently, we remembered what movie that you lied to me about having seen. Which one was it again? Donnie Darko. Mm, you put it on and I fell asleep. <laughs> I am not, I am not the only <laughs> liar here, okay? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Let's drop the signs topic. Yes. Before I, <laughs> before I leave the room. 
I had to, I haven't had a good like Riley <laughs> signs rant in so long. It's just been so long. It pops up every year or so. I can't believe you forgot that I I don't enjoy signs. I'm so self absorbed with that movie that I thought everyone likes it except for people I've argued about it with, and I forgot that I've argued about it with you. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty 50-50 split with science. People either love it or hate it. Yeah. I was about to say, like, and I get it, but I don't get it. You should love it. And if you don't like it, then you're wrong. <laughs> you're just you're too dumb-dumb to understand the movie. I think science and the Blair Witch Project are the only, like, well, not, probably not the only, but, like, the biggest tension between us movies. Yeah. Those are, like, ones that I really, really like. And it makes me angry that you don't like them. I just, I thought you had good taste until you told me you liked this. <laughs> and, that, and that's where, that's when I start getting angry. Because I'm like, uh, let me explain to you why this is a good movie. In case you didn't learn this in film school. <laughs> we got airplanes and those two movies are where we're, we're different. Oh yeah, we learned that you love airports and airplanes. I hate them. <laughs> I do not like going near them. That's so funny. We're really picking at straws here with yeah. trying to find things They're we disagree things. on. They're not big things. Yes. I just like saying I hate signs mostly because of how riled up you get over that. It's just, it's so simple to explain to people. And when they just keep going, it's dumb, it's dumb. No, dumb, dumb. You don't understand why you sound dumb when you say, it you know, if sense. that makes you feel better about <laughs> liking this movie, I understand. I understand. Whatever you got to do to sleep at night. We will pick this movie <laughs> one day to talk about, and that will be our last episode ever. <laughs> and then we'll just we'll post a YouTube video of us physically fighting. <laughs> it's two and a half hours long. <laughs> we'll have a training montage. <laughs> be fantastic. That's when my kickboxing career will start. I'll start with my best friend. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> Do you have anything more to say? I'm gonna, I have a few things to say, but not much. And then we can go into the reviews. Um, yeah, no, I have nothing else to say. I just, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say I grew up with this movie. I watched this very, very young. And for 10-year-old mm -hmm. brain, I was like, this is a good movie. Oh, my God. This movie's scary. This movie's scary. Mark Wahlberg's in it. And I recognize him, so it must be good. <laughs> what? ma'am no <laughs> no what <laughs> he has the most obnoxious voice in this movie he does this movie's all over the place too this movie is written so poorly and like you said like you had to look up if it's coming i almost think it's done on purpose just because of how poorly the dialogue the direction how it drags yeah and how he even directs because these are moderately good actors they are wooden boards in this movie the, the delivery on every piece of dialogue is the oddest delivery you will ever hear of an actor yeah it's so odd this movie is so bad <laughs> when you say like it might have been intentional if that is true like yes it's entertaining and funny Mm -hmm. it still has this air about it where you're not sure yeah it's confusing yeah if it if it was intentionally supposed to be like 
kind of goofy it didn't come across that way while watching Mm -hmm. because it was so confusing and it seems like i don't know the best example i can think of is like parasite where it's like you can tell that the funny moments in there are like intentionally funny and they're trying to bring a like air of humor to it Mm -hmm. whereas this one it's like there are things in this where that i'm like maybe that joke was supposed to be funny Mm -hmm. but there's this other thing where it's like it seems so serious but i'm laughing at it i don't know if i can believe you if you told me that this was intentionally funny like it just exactly i don't want to give them the credit of being like oh you did this on purpose and that word you just said serious that's the part that's the confusing part what's happening in the movie is very serious but marky mark is talking and it just yes you're like what (laughs) every time he opens his mouth i'm not even kidding every time he opens his mouth in this movie it is just the most absurd reading of a of a of a line you've ever heard and you're like when's he gonna why does he sound like that why is he talking like that horrible performance he did terrible in this movie yeah so terrible movie but it's so bad it's funny that's why i picked this movie it's a guilty pleasure for me this is the guilty pleasure movie because it is so bad it's funny this is a great movie to put on when you have people over Mm -hmm. you know you're drinking you're having fun and you're just like do you just guys want to watch something stupid and they're like yes this is a good one to throw on if everyone's comfortable with like what's happening in the movie yeah and it's really like it is jarring that's the thing that makes me feel like i could see where you would come in with like maybe it was like so over the top that like intentionally funny Mm -hmm. because it's like this dark ass thing is happening but it has this goofy air about it but they're trying to be serious about this dark thing that's happening Mm -hmm. but then marky mark exists and it just (laughs) throws the whole thing off i could see it being intentional if it wasn't marky mark (laughs) yeah to be honest, I don't think this movie is written very well. I think no. everything that could be wrong about this movie is wrong. Interesting concept, and that's about it. And I'm not even blaming Marky Mark for anything. I'm just saying he's the worst bit. <laughs> anything else you had? No. So we're going to move on to the critic reviews. So we're going to start with a positive one. There were not many. It was hard <laughs> to find. But this is Roger Ebert. He starts off it by saying... The quote on the chalkboard in the classroom where they're talking about the bees disappearing. And on the chalkboard, it says, if the bee disappears from the surface of the earth, man would have no more than four years to live. Quoted by Albert Einstein. Well, this was never actually quoted by Albert Einstein. (laughs) That wasn't a problem when he was alive. They thought it was a nice detail to the idea of like the human species being on the verge of doom or Mm -hmm. apocalypse or whatever. They also talk about how Shyamalan shows a large population of people during like this, this crisis that's happening. And you know, in most apocalyptic like movies, people are like going crazy. They're rioting, they're killing each other for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. In this movie, it's like people are quiet. People are just kind of like, they're apprehensive. Guess you like this detail because it's one of those things where they don't know what they're running from. So how would you react? Yeah, I do like the idea of really focusing on like the earth fighting back. Revenge. Yeah. Interesting way to show that. They go on to quote, For me, Shyamalan's approach is more effective than smash and grab plot mongering. 
His use of landscape is disturbingly effective. Performances by Wahlberg and Deschanel bring a quiet dignity to their characters. The strangeness of starting a day in New York and ending it by hiking across a country field is underlined. Most of the other people we meet, not all, are muted and introspective. Had they been half expecting some such event as this. What I admire about the happening is that its pace and substance allow me to examine such thoughts and to ask how I might respond to a wake-up call from nature. Shyamalan allows his characters space and time as they look within themselves. Those they meet on the way are such as they might indeed plausibly meet. Even the TV and radio news is done correctly, as convenient cliches about terrorism give way to bewilderment and apprehension. I suspect I'll be in the minority in praising this film. It will be described as empty, uneventful, meandering, but for some, it will weave a spell. It is a parable, yes, but it is also simply the story of these people and how their lives and existence have suddenly become problematic. We depend on such a superstructure to maintain us that one or two alterations could leave us stranded and wandering through a field if we are that lucky. I get what he's saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he thought that Wahlberg and Deschanel were good in this movie. I don't either. I get, like, if you were to think about what happens in the movie and, mm -hmm. like, the premise, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting way to go about, like, an apocalypse scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not well done at all, though. <laughs> I think he, to me, like, saw this movie and kind of saw its potential of what it could have been. Yeah. I feel like he really liked the concept and could have seen how this could have been really well. And Because I, I know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think there are cool concepts could have been in this movie. Yeah. Or at least were, but weren't portrayed how I saw it, you know? Yeah. I get how he would get here. Yeah. But I just, I feel like that takes a little bit of like seeing past some things. Yes, absolutely. That's what I thought as well. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's wrong. I just, I couldn't get there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad that somebody enjoyed their performances. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the aspect about how it immediately is like, it has to be another person. And like the media outlets like clung on to like it being a bioterrorist attack. Mm-hmm that's what would happen you know because mm -hmm. immediately we we would want someone to blame yeah and not think it's not our fault yeah somebody else who's somebody else mm -hmm. yeah now we're gonna move on to jason bailey on flavorwire.com they wrote bad movie night the nearly career-sinking silliness of M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. They talk about how M. Night Shyamalan had, at the time in 2008, had like two bombs before. It was The Village, which didn't do very well critically. The Lady in Water, people hated that movie. I understand. I tried watching it. I guess people weren't sure, but I guess we're hoping that it was going to be... He, he would come back. That's what I meant earlier by saying, like, every time he puts out a movie, everyone has this hope this will yeah. be another six cents yeah so after those two bombs you could tell from this movie that he was trying to go back to like this twilight zone-esque kind of thing going on just mm -hmm. this weird like you know kind of apocalyptic thing going on and uh it was his first rated r movie which the critic says sounds like if a nine-year-old just learned new curse words i feel like the suicide part is like the only thing that would have made this movie rated r yeah because i don't remember like them cursing that too much i'm sure when they do it sounds weird and out of place like every other thing yeah, you're saying in this movie. Exactly. They say the twist, if you can call it that, <laughs> is poorly executed, like with menacing shots of the trees and windstorms and <laughs> characters going, I think it's the plants. And then someone else going, you think it could be the plants. <laughs> and it's 
basically that throughout the movie so literally yeah the twist is the plants are the ones killing them but it's like was that really even a twist it's not a twist it's really not though i didn't even realize that was a twist exactly and they quote at any rate the plants attack first in major cities in the northeast which sends citizens scurrying for the sticks among them are high school science teacher mark Wahlberg. Yes, really. His wife, Zoe Deschanel, who's racked with guilt for going out for dessert with some dude that's an actual subplot, and his colleague, John Leguizamo, who ends up sending his eight-year-old child off into the wilderness with Wahlberg and Deschanel while he tries to find his wife, which is totally a thing that every parent would do. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I was like, why didn't he just go with them? I know your wife is... But like, I feel like a parent would be like, no, I need to focus on my child first and the safety of my child and be with my child. Especially not with Marky Mark. I don't leave my kid with Marky Mark. No. <laughs> That's the last thing I'm going to do. Maybe Zoe Deschanel. Maybe. Yeah. They mentioned the thing with the subplot about her getting dessert with a coworker and feeling bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie would have been a little bit better if they were not a couple at all. They were just like two strangers that happened to... Yeah. That would have made more sense. We're given weird details. Like one character says like, oh, I saw Zoe Deschanel's character crying at your wedding. And it's like, what's that about? It almost sounds like she hates him. (laughs) That's what I thought it was going to be. I don't know what to do with this information. It sounds like you hate him. Maybe you should leave him. Yeah, it sounds like they should not be married. Been upset about being together since your wedding, not just yeah. from recently having like a dessert. dessert. <laughs> oh, Joey. Joey's the guy she had dessert with. That's who <gasps> M. Night Shyamalan voices. Oh, but you don't even hear him. I think when they're on the phone, you probably just hear like sort of a voice. Oh, that's okay. That's hardly anything. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he didn't want to put his face in this one. He he knew from the beginning this was not going to be okay. <laughs> oh yeah, my that, God. We figured it out. That's, yeah. that's who he is. Okay. There we go. They go on to, quote, Deschanel has been good in plenty of movies, but not so much in The Happening. She's first seen wide-eyed on the, on the couch, twitching wildly, and recites most of her dialogue as if she's reading it phonetically for the first time. <laughs> that's how everyone sounds like in this movie, though. Except those two kids. They were good. They were <laughs> yeah. funny. They were on. They were on. They were good. If she's reading it phonetically for the first time, perhaps from an off-camera chalkboard. Wahlberg fares no better. His default mode also seems to be wide-eyed panic, though there is a great moment where he greets nearby gunshots with a look of sheer bafflement and, and a muted, oh no. But through most of the movie, he's doing a weird kind of upper vocal register acting that makes you think Andy Samberg did most of his Mark Wahlberg talks to animals prep here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And then, of course, there is a YouTube's favorite scene in which a weird old folksy lady, Betty Buckley, begrudgingly offers him makeshift a meal and place to stay before turning nasty. And this happens. Wahlberg strained over acting here and elsewhere create the odd feeling throughout the happening that Dirk Diggler finally got into a real movie. But again, Wahlberg can be good in movies. So can Leguizamo. There's just no reason for this movie to be this bad unless it's intentional. And they go on to quote, it's all terrible, and is clearly intended that way. For reasons still unknown, aside from Shyamalan's unconvincing assertion that they were merely making a really fun B-movie, he wrote the dialogue this stiffly and instructed his performers to act like they never said words or interacted with each other before. Everyone's so in- inexplicably off and dis- disengaged. In fact, that I was half expected the big M. Night Shyamalan twist to be that they're all aliens beings trying to act human, that it's some sort of stealth invasion of the body snatchers remake. Frankly, that would be more entertaining than whatever the hell he's doing here. That would be kind of interesting. That would be an interesting twist. 
I was waiting for like something else mm-hmm. that would have been better, like an invasion of the body snatchers thing where the, the acting was so bad that I feel like that would have completely forgiven all of the acting if they just happened to not actually be human beings. Yeah. Here's another negative review. They titled it The M Nightmare by <laughs> Kyle Smith. This friend, 2008. When a malicious breeze begins to blow in the happening, fear sets in. The fear that the only thing that will occur in it is the Shyamalan hitting the fan. <laughs> Someday this movie's principal claim to fame will be that it inspired an episode of The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, The Crappening. <laughs> they did not like Shyamalan's other films, saying that they have stupid endings and how a Lady in Water was stupid all the way through. So they're not a big fan of his. They say it's just set up, set up, set up, end. The old lady at the end was just to like pad time. It kind of drags at that point. It it does. It mm-hmm. does. There's really like she's creepy and weird, but like she's as far as the movie goes, she's not an actual threat. She doesn't actually really do anything. She just slaps the little girl's <laughs> hand <laughs> and then gives her the cookie anyway. And then they quote Shyamalan has hit on something though, and he does set up an IV drip of tension. The moment is right for a movie like this. Eco unease and terrorism are in the air. Both of them, for many, carrying the stink of our own sins as a plausible root cause. It wouldn't take much to persuade today's audience that the answer blowing in the wind is that a hard rain's gonna fall. With a slightly brainier imagination at work, The Happening could have been a spooky little art film whose purpose wasn't so much to tell a linear story as as to strum on our inner sense of looming catastrophe, the unanswered questions adding to the dread. That would call on skill Shyamalan has not shown since his only good movie. Making characters interesting and dressing up dialogue with something other than plotting functionality, whatever is happening is happening to smaller and smaller populations, red herrings, we had tiramisu together, that's it, (laughs) or dull dull jokes, I'm talking to a plastic plant. That was funny. That was funny. Laying down a witty or ironic ironic subtext, as Stanley Kubrick would have, is not within Shyamalan's powers. Kubrick's films are made to be pondered over repeated viewings. No one will watch any of Shyamalan's recent films twice. A movie that features Wahlberg suggesting everyone to try to outrun the wind can barely be watched once. It's so bad it's good. That's just all I have to say. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I felt about it. That's what my that's what my letterbox review was. It's literally yeah. it's the the epitome of so bad it's good. Yeah. So yeah, the only thing I would disagree with this person is like you can watch it more than once, but not mm-hmm. in a sincere sincere way. Yeah. Yeah. This last one's a positive one by Patrick Dahl, and they quote like just about any horror film, the happening is full to bursting with big shots of horrified faces. Reverse shots reveal their doom. Empty fields of grass. These wide eyes and gaping mouths scan the landscape for wind that might carry a neurotoxin that makes people kill themselves. It's a remarkably simple and effective inversion of the Kolshov effect in which sedate greenery assumes an apocalyptically sinister cast by virtue of the anguished faces juxtaposed against it. Generally unsettling and more relevant to to lived experience every year, M. Night Shyamalan's much maligned film deserves better than its reputation as an inspiration for drinking games. <laughs> In time-honored disaster movie tradition, misanthropic creeps threaten our heroes along the way as much as the big boogeyman does. The journey is plausibly episodic and disjointed, punctuated by Baroque death scenes. Who recalled the Spielberg who had a T-Rex eat a lawyer off a toilet? Shyamalan's first R-rated film arrived as audiences were tiring of the rug-pulling shtick that made him one of the last filmmakers to become a household name. Filtering Hitchcock through Spielberg, Shyamalan offers two righteous 
gimmicks a largely invisible environmental threat, and the grisly suicides it, co- it causes. That compensate for the script's grating sentiment- sentimentality and a mutinous star performance. The film might have had a chance at a better legacy were it not for Mark Wahlberg's shockingly awful presence. <laughs> Every line reading is miscalculated, vacant of all emotion except for a kind of petulant whine. It's difficult to think of another central performance so at odds with a film's purpose. Luckily, Shyamalan's perverse imagination for cheap thrills successively elbows the star out of the way. So their only problem was Mark Wahlberg. I don't like that they had a problem with people watching it to like make fun of it. Yeah, because like, sorry, it's really... Is he going to make any less money that way? No. That's the thing. Again, this is one of those positive reviews where like they really like the concept. And I get that. Yeah. I'm not really getting the Hitchcock through Spielberg. (laughs) I don't know where they got that from. Well, they everyone says like, oh, it kind of gives off like the birds feeling or they said something else. But I'm like, oh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm like, it doesn't though. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know where you're pulling that from. I get what they mean. Like, it, I guess it has that like 60s horror quality acting. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were like trying to compare it to that. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not comparable. If a movie like The Birds with that level of acting were to come out now, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a good movie. I'm just I'm just going to say that. Yeah. But I think they mean it as a nicer thing, but I think they do too. Hitchcock was a terrible person. So, let's start, let's stop comparing people to him. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. We can go ahead and move on to the audience reviews. Okay. We'll start off with a 10 out of 10. This one just says I will never understand people. Which you would, you would think that would be a negative one, but they're just really angry that people didn't like this movie. It's ran in 2008. That's usually how the positive ones are on bad movies. They're just yeah. like, I just, people, I don't get why people didn't like this. They're so defensive. Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan has created a very original story with a lot of creative ideas. Amazing tone and brilliant shock and suspense scenes that would make even Hitchcock proud. So why all the hate for such an awesome movie? The only conclusion I can come up with is that either people just love to hate on Shyamalan, as was evident with The Village, or they just want to see more rehashing. People must love all the sequels, Indiana Jones 4, The Incredible Hulk, remakes and adaptations, Speed Racer, Iron Man, and the straightforward ripoffs, The Strangers, The Ruins etc etc don't get me wrong i liked most of these movies with the exception exception of the ripoffs and speed racer but the happening is far superior because it actually has originality it truly in my opinion is the greatest movie of 2008 so far and maybe the best movie of the past few years first off indiana jones 4 anyone who liked that movie you know take it back <laughs> that is not a good movie is that the um one with shia labeouf yep mm-hmm. also i like the strangers I like The Strangers too, and The Ruins uh, I watched recently. It's not bad. I don't know if it's a ripoff of anything, but... Ponyo came out in 2008. Oh, nice. Excuse me. <laughs> that was the best movie in 2008. <laughs> Actually, The Dark Knight came out the, in 2008. Oh also. my gosh. 2008 was a good year for movies. Yeah. Let the Right One In. Oh, that is a good movie. Which one is that? Is that a horror movie? That's the vampire one. Mm. Nordic vampire one. Oh, okay. Th- this was not the best movie that came out in 2008. Are you it kidding? is not. So I don't know what they're talking about. I do agree with that part when they're like, I think people just love to hate Shyamalan, as was evident with The Village, which I agree. The Village should have not gotten as much hate as it did. That is true. Yeah. It really was not that bad of a movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging came out in 2008. <laughs> so, um, eat your words. <laughs> yeah, bite your tongue, bitch. <laughs> that was the first positive one, and now we can get into some negative ones. You're right, they were very defensive. Yeah. This is a one out of ten. Style The Happening, willfully acted, barely written, and just absurd. I suggested that my friends and I go see this film in the cinema when it was released. As a result, cinema. <laughs> British. <laughs> yeah, we have a British here. British spotted. <laughs> As a result, I have never since been allowed to choose the film. <laughs> I love that. You get one. <sighs> you get one mistake. <laughs> I've gotten plenty. <laughs> The happening concerns a mysterious phenomenon which is leading to mass death and causing widespread panic around the world. Mark Wahlberg plays a high school teacher thrust into the middle of this emergency situation with his girlfriend, played by Zoe Deschanel. They are journeying across the country to escape the happening. The premise is interesting to begin with, a message lying at the heart of the film. It is, however, taken beyond the point of redemption by Shyamalan. The script is simple, generic, unimaginative, boorish, rubbish. Yeah, we are British here. <laughs> Stupid, emotionless, emotionless, and inhuman lines spoken by par- characters which might, with a degree of kindness, be described as two-dimensional. The relationships between them are entirely unbelievable and insincere. And the acting? Oh, the acting. Wahlberg deserves a slap as the blandly irritating and vapid hero who appears to have only a single tone of mundanity available to him as a voice as a voice, and Zoe Deschanel is, well, simply, Zoe Deschanel isn't. Having <laughs> Wahlberg speak to him, himself would have been less painful. Oh wait, he does try that. <laughs> the expressions of joy, and this is in quotations, expressions, of joy, <laughs> fear, shock, and sadness upon Deschanel's face are entirely indistinguishable from each other, and indeed from... <laughs> from emotion at all. Possibly the single worst performance I've ever seen. To make matters worth, both characters seem more attached to turning their heads to the side than they are to each other. You'll think they're trying to get something out of their ears. Perhaps the sound of the dialogue. Clunky and tacky as it comes. Willfully acted, barely written, and just observed, the only thing happening with the happening is the steady flow of people leaving. Shyamalan continues his recent trend of awfulness, digging even deeper into his cinematic grave. I imagine that his friends were like, all right, you picked that movie, it was bad. Now as punishment, you have to go write a one-star review about what's wrong with it. It's gotta be a certain amount of words. (laughs) The amount of essays i had to just scroll past to find something even as short as this Mm -hmm. people went off about this movie i bet this is the next one star review it's called appalling this room 2010 absolute rubbish rubbish story rubbish acting rubbish directing not worth wasting your time watching i was shocked at how bad this film is characters seem wooden and completely unbelievable and the science behind the story is almost as bad as the core and night Shyamalan is capable of so much more than the this drivel. Mark Wahlberg character character is cringeworthy, as is Zoe Deschanel's. This is about as unrealistic as it gets. I hate to slag off a movie as much as I am, but I see nothing of any value to is this film, apart from a lesson to filmmakers on how not to make a motion picture. Personal rating, 1 out of 10. Did this, like, get bigger in, in England or something? Like, what happened? I, I guess. I don't know. This is a, another 1 out of 10. We're in 2015. It's titled Worst Movie Ever. This movie is so bad, you'll think that Mark Wahlberg should have just stuck with rapping. I can't <laughs> even describe how terrible this movie is. If you're sifting through reviews to find a reason to watch it, don't. 
it's normal for a film to have cynics and skeptics. But in this case, every criticism criticism is well-earned. The acting? Nope. <laughs> the plot? No. The dialogue? Hell no. This movie was absolutely has absolutely no continuity whatsoever, and the pacing is so bad that you'll have at least a dozen moments where you just sit and think, maybe they made this movie this bad on purpose, like to end up in the Hall of Fame for worst movies of all time or something. Because trust me, it's absolutely that bad. I literally don't understand how this movie could make it from production to prem- to premiere without a wall of people protesting it for its awful- awfulness. I wish I could grade this film with dookies instead of stars, because give... <laughs> Even giving it the lowest slotted <laughs> amount of stars, one, feels wrong. I feel much better getting the, giving this film one giant dookie, or 10, or 50,000. <laughs> I'm not even sure at this point. That's how bamboozled I am by this horrible movie. I didn't even think it was worth a review until I realized I may be the difference between someone watching and not watching, and so I feel it's my civic duty to not let that happen. Save your two hours and go watch Paint Dry. You'll be thankful you did. Dang. Oh my. <laughs> this next one's from Letterboxd. It has one star <laughs> and it just says Mark Wahlberg gets out acted by a plant. He does. It's another one star. Certainly one of the more unorthodox episodes of the new girl I've seen. <laughs> True. True. So this next one's one out of 10 stars. So bad I watched it twice. <laughs> I just watched this film on a streaming service and could not believe how bad it was. Mark Wahlberg developed a character that he later went on to use too much better effect in Ted and the other guys, while Zoe just stared a lot. She has lovely eyes and she wasn't going to waste them. <laughs> she tried acting in one scene, if I remember, but realized it wasn't for her and she had better stick to her strengths. It wasn't until the end that I realized I had seen this seen this when it came, first came out and had buried it deep deep within i'm only writing this review as a reminder that i've now seen it this twice and cannot continue to make this mistake <laughs> so they saw it in theaters and forgot <laughs> so that's that is funny. so funny well it that came out so in 2008 funny. and now they wrote this in 2021 that's like yeah how many years that's 13 years i can see how you would you would forget especially if it was so so bad yeah i just love they they realized (laughs) i saw this have you ever done that with a movie yes um we watched a movie the other night it wasn't so much i saw it in theaters but i had seen it before and i remembered halfway through of like oh i've seen this before and (laughs) i was like but i don't remember how it ends so i kept watching it to see how it ends i was like ah yes (laughs) terrible So this next one's from Letterboxd. It's one star. So basically, like, so basically what happens is, like, (laughs) I just thought it sounds like us on this podcast. It does. It does. And I was like, that's, (laughs) the happening is, like, it's happening. So basically, (laughs) yeah, what what happens is, like, so so basically, it's terrible. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This next one doesn't even, I love the ones, they don't even have a star rating. Mm -hmm. So you have no clue where they're coming from. And it says, I love acting. I love how Zoe is a normal human being in Elf. And I love how without this movie, Succession, one of the best acted shows of all time, doesn't exist. (laughs) And that's what I was talking about before with those two characters. Mm -hmm. This next one's one out of ten stars from IMDb. It's worse of M. Night's yet. This is quite possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't usually comment on this site unless I am very disturbed the movie was horrendous not even mark Wahlberg made it better m night's characters have no death terrible lines and absolutely no acting skills 
I can't even describe how bad the movie was. I was ready to leave after the first 10 minutes. 1 out of 10. I hope that he stops making movies. They are getting progressively worse. I didn't even watch Lady in the Water, and I should not have watched this either. My lesser judgment prevailed, and I almost cried. It was so bad. The only reason I keep talking is to get the minimum 10 <laughs> lines of text need need to submit this. Don't see it. It's two hours of your life wasted. It's not two hours. It's only an hour and a half. People round up a little too much. It, that's a whole <laughs> half hour that yeah. does not exist. No. It feels like it, sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I love this. They were like, I do not write, I don't write reviews unless I'm disturbed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Which is fair. Uh, that's fair. I'd rather you write when you feel extremely. Yeah. This next one is <laughs> one and a half stars. It's quoting Mark Wahlberg in that scene. What? No. <laughs> this gets a bonus one star for unintentional comedy. This movie is so muddled and baffling on so many levels. It's almost a parody, but the range of how characters act just makes that all the more confusing. It has some hilarious line delivery, some incredibly stupid moments, and probably the funniest slow-mo shooting scene in cinema. Zoe Deschanel is awful. Mark Wahlberg has some of the funniest and dumbest lines ever. The dude is a teacher, but everything he says while teaching is something he could have just read in a tabloid magazine he purchased on the way of the way out of a stop and shop the movie has an interesting start then just slugs along waste of a premise but at least there's a defense of hot dogs in the flick they got a cool shape <laughs> very true that's what i'm saying mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying zoe deschanel's character was too judgmental of that man she was they were really nice he was not crazy i like those two characters they could have just left you they d they could have this one's five stars from Letterboxd. A master masterpiece for all the wrong reasons. I absolutely love this colossal piece of shit. <laughs> this next one's one and a half stars from Letterboxd. I do remember liking this movie when it came out, but watching it now, I realize just how completely tonally confused it is. Is this M, M. Night trying to make a homage to B-movies? If so, then why is it so serious? Is it supposed to be a cautionary tale? If so, why is it so blatantly overacted by everyone? A really weird movie that is just plain bad in a lot of ways. I've never been on board the M. Night is a bad writer train. Bad writer could have never made this that made the movie he has. But this is probably the best case for that argument. Entertaining enough, but I doubt I'll, wa I'll watch it again. That's a fair one. Yeah. Half a star from Letterboxd. Mark, Wal Mark Wahlberg wearing a mood ring non-ironically is one of the least absurd things about this movie. And then when they get to explain it, I'm like, well, why is he wearing it? Why isn't she wearing yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> because she doesn't love him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is a one star. <laughs> Mark, Mark Walnut. <laughs> Mark Walnut to an underage child never shown again in the movie. You know why you should be interested in science? Because you have a perfect face. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Crunchy Bunch. <laughs> Mark Walnut, that's the best one. I love it. <sighs> one out of ten stars from IMDb. Shyamalan blows it again. The happening was terrible. Definitely the worst of in my Shyamalan's movies. I kept shaking my head throughout the movie and thinking, you blew it again. <laughs> the acting was awful. Mark Wahlberg stars. There was no character development and virtually no plot. Just lots of people running away from a mysterious toxin that made people kill themselves in very gruesome ways. Even Lady in Water was better than the happening. In fact, it was much better. I've stuck with Shyamalan through thick and thin, but I'm getting tired of waiting for him to get back on track. I was hoping this movie would do it, but it's more like a complete derailment. 
so I, I watch this movie. I tried watching Lady in the Water. I think that movie's just plain, like, nothing happens in it. It's not even, like, yeah. funny or quirky or odd. It's just... Not redeemingly bad. Like, it's... It's just... It's just... Bad. The, our last review, it's 10 out of 10 from IMDb. So we're going to leave off on a good note. Mm-hmm. I just went, wow. I was expecting this to be just an okay film. I was wrong. It was amazing. I loved every minute of it. It was realistic and had explanations that were logical and true proof. I love the reality of it and the message that this film had. The acting was great and the casting was genius. And each character was genuine and honest. It was creepy and it was unpredictable. I think this is by far Shyamalan's best work. I found myself on the edge of my seat for things that didn't happen. Then was caught off guard by something else. It was great. Find the message... It has a great message in it about our relationship with Earth. And it really makes you walk out of the theater thinking hard about how you live your life. Or at least it should. This sounds like they are writing this. And they. it sounds like when you didn't read the assigned reading. <laughs> yeah. And you have to make it seem like you did. Yep. <laughs> That's what this sounds like. It doesn't give any details. Because you always go positive. <laughs> you always go positive. Because you, you're it not going to write about a problem you don't know about. <laughs> it doesn't give any details about any of these things. It's just like, yeah. It, it, is. it almost reads sarcastic to me. I almost feel like they're lying. I almost like, but there's no joke. There's no. No. There's no reason why they would say that, why they would lie. It's just the absurdity of their statements. I just can't believe that there's a person out there walking around that act, but genuinely believes this. I don't understand. This is <laughs> just seems like they were trying to get credit for the day (laughs) (laughs) wow um that's almost funnier than all the negative ones this one right here honestly honestly this movie logical the acting was great and the casting was genius no uh-uh. Oh my god. I that literally it just it I, all I'm getting. All I'm getting is I needed to get credit for today. Something. So I wasn't I wasn't going to graduate if I didn't. <laughs> this movie was someone's it was them and the degree. <laughs> this is me in the Socratic seminar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they liked it, you know? Why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you give this movie? I think I'm going to rate it higher than Suburbicon. So I'm going to say I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. What did you give? Did you give it a 2? Yeah, I gave Suburbicon a 2. One, because it's entertaining Mm -hmm. at the very least. Mm -hmm. Two, because it's so stupid. I love it. And three, it kept me engaged even though it was like nonsense. What about you? My like rating system is like going crazy because I want to give it a 10 Mm -hmm. out of entertainment of laughing my ass off but I know it's Mm -hmm. more preferably a one of a movie Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna give it a fun one oh and as my one star Marky Walnut that's it (laughs) that's my (laughs) one star and like this is a terrible movie but it's so bad it's good okay that's fair anything else you want to say no I feel like we've we've, uh yeah I feel like we uh We We, got it. We got it. If you have any feedback for us or if you have any suggestions for movies or you have any complaints, you can reach us on Instagram at Easy Bake Takes. Our DMs are open. We sometimes post clips of the show on TikTok, also at Easy Bake Takes. Also, if you like what you heard, give us a follow, give us a review, give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. And thank you so much for listening. My name's Kat. I'm Riley. This has been Easy Bake Takes. Easy watching out there. Bye. Bye.